Elite Physique University, your source for all things physique enhancement. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Elite Physique University. I'm John Gorman, your host here once again with Jason Theobald. What's going on, man? How's your Thursday? Uh, it's a good Thursday. Um, I don't know about you, but we just finished up a block of about 80 degree weather. Uh, getting chillier again, but still like 60 and sunny. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a good day. Just cranking out work and uh, got some training in. Yeah, it, you know, we talked about this on one of the prior podcasts. It's Here, it's always like the week of Halloween the weather just turns to shit. It's all yep. just nasty, through. cold, dark, and then the damn weather change. So yep. <laughs> I know uh, we're quietly talking behind the scenes about getting down to Tampa for one of our elite physique university seminars. We're, we're, we're working on dates. So hang tight on that. Um, and I know you've got some PEC stuff coming up. We're going to let everybody know about seminars coming up soon. Um, what's new with you, man? You've got, uh, you've got any classes coming up that people can jump in and check yeah, out? Yeah. So we just had the gut course so that won't be ran again, probably till December. Um, but uh, I might offer something else. We'll see. Um, and then, uh, I have the metabolic adaptations, uh, with, uh, hormonal downregulation class, uh, hitting November 29th. Um, I'm looking at the list. looks like I have 10 signed up. I'll take probably 15 if, if there's still some interested. So, um, if you are interested, it's easiest just to email me. I think John's dropping my email in the show notes. Yep. Um, I'll send you the brochure. It tells you exactly what we go over and it sounds like something that you can use for yourself or your coaching. Um, uh, you can, you can hop in. So yep. other than that, it's a pretty standard week here. Nothing new really to report. Um, Training's going pretty well. My back's been bothering me a little bit. I got some dry needling done last week. That shit was pretty painful. Um, but other than that, there's not much else going hopping right now. Well, so we've got a short episode today. It's it's a hell of an episode, though. We've got four really good questions. Talk, talk to us about the dry needling. That was your first yeah. time getting that done. Are, are yeah. you a fan? Like, do you feel better after it? Or are you a I do feel better. Um, like, my back was doing something weird. Like, when I would – just bend over to try to put on pants it would like ache and hurt and like it would hurt to get out of bed but like once I got loosened up training I could train through it but I'm like man there's you know there's obviously some muscular imbalance so I went to see her um and she did you know a full workup and said yeah I don't think there's anything wrong with your like your skeletal system I think it's definitely muscular um, so what they do is they find trigger points, which are basically hot spots where you're knotted up and the muscles not elongated like it should be. It's more, think of it being more shortened and kind of clamped up. Um, and as a bodybuilder, I mean, that's what we're doing the whole time, right? We're shortening and lengthening, shortening and lengthening. So um, she found these spots and, you know, if I didn't have a horrible spot, it wasn't too painful, but my shit was like quivering and locking up. And that's the trigger point, like uh, releasing. And basically they drive this needle into your, the, the trigger point and then they like move it around why yeah, it's in there like twist it and shit yeah and so like when then when she finds a spot that like she can feel quivers and releases she goes at it more um you know i think if you're not too knotted up it really wouldn't feel that bad but as tight as i am and i don't get a whole lot of work done it's my own fault um it really wasn't a fun experience uh but it was helpful uh and i will go back i'm just trying to kind of work through it right now with heat um using a few anti-inflammatories as least as i can and then i don't do anything hanging from the waist right now and i'm trying to just baby it but i mean at this point in my training career 
I use more machines than anything else anyways. A lot of it, my back, you know, my chest is supported on back work. And, you know, for me, it's all about feel and squeezing those muscles and, and anything I feel good really anymore is a lot of machines. I don't, you know, I'm then under deadlifting and squatting 500 pounds. So I'm working around it and hopefully it'll, uh, it'll work out. Is it low back? Yeah, it's low back, like low, low back, like kind of where it becomes like just like a hard plated area into the tailbone. And um, it's, uh, it, it, that's where it's at. You know, I, one other thing too, I've noticed talking with a lot of people and then, you know, people that are on HRT take a lot of injections in the glutes. There's a lot of scar tissue there. Yeah. Yep, just it gets tight. really tighten up and wreak hell on the lower back. Yep. Um, so, so maybe, you know, if you're out there listening and you are on HRT and you've been on it for quite a while, that's, did, did she mention to you anything about glutes or anything like well, that? Well, she did. She freaking did my glutes. Like, and they were locked up, man. Like yeah. she hit some spots and they fucking, you know, it hurt, quivered, you know, the, the, the spasming, all of it. Um, so yeah, uh, I do definitely think I have tight hip flexors and, yeah. and she gave me, she sent me home with stretches too. Um, and I can tell when I'm better about the stretching, the back feels better when I wake up in the morning. So, um, and it's really important right now to get two or three days of rest in a row. Um, so I've been trying to do that as well. Yeah. Well, there you go. A little bit of insight. If you're out there listening and you've ever wondered about dry noodling there, uh, there you go. I know new with me this week, we just dropped our fat muscle, um, chocolate caramel whey isolate. That's been super, super popular. Worked on that shit to get it right for like six months. So we just dropped that. And then I do have my next class. I don't have a date in December. It's probably going to be early December for the advanced dieting strategies where I go through and show people how to set up macros. And it's not a beginner class, really. It's, there's a lot of coaches out there that get clients that come to them and they're not tracking their food. And I've set up basically a bulletproof system on how to set up their protein, carbs, fats, calories, um, just based on where they're at starting weight and stuff like that. And then they can use biofeedback from there. So it's, it's been a pretty popular class. I've sold it out twice now. So I'm going to be doing that in December. You guys can shoot me an email. It's in the show notes. Um, other than that, man, just, uh, just busy, busy. I know Thanksgiving's coming up. So, uh, we're gonna have a lot of people, a lot of people kind of chill. And I think we talked about this on the last podcast. I don't, I don't really do a lot of food additions and stuff like that when you've got Thanksgiving coming up and I let that kind of be their extra food for the week. So just uh, plugging along. So guys, here's the thing. We're almost a 400. We're at like 393 uh, reviews. We're almost at 400 mark. Then we're going to give away some fat muscle project supplements. So go ahead and leave a review, screenshot that, post it, tag us. Uh, we're getting close and we're going to start picking three winners. So go ahead and do that. We'll watch for that on Instagram stories. You guys know where to find us. Um, if you ever want to send questions, just send them to my email. It's in the show notes. We've got four really good questions here, man. I'm going to go ahead and start off with Beth McCann. Um, she says, what do I look for on labs to find out if inflammation is high? And why is it important to not let it get too high? I love the show. Thank you guys so much for giving out all the information uh, for us to learn from. Jason, yeah. this is a good question, man, because, yep. you know, a lot of us that have been doing this for a long time, we've got to remember lab works new to a lot of people in this industry. They, they don't understand what to look for with inflammation and they don't really understand what, what that means. Um, right. When did you start looking for information on labs? Um, well, I mean, inflammation comes in many forms, you know, high glucose is going to cause inflammation, you know, right. so there's a lot of different markers we need to look at. Um, CRP, the C-reactive protein is what's going to show, um, inflammation, you know, internal 
whole system inflammation, that's kind of more the, 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 the marker to look for that. Um, but like I said, if you have high glucose, you've got inflammation. Um, think about it. Diabetes, you know, is, is an inflammatory disease. And that's why those who have diabetes are more afflicted by COVID because it, 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 it goes after people with inflammation and it's a one plus two is five situation. Right. Um, so blood glucose, got to check it, got to check your fasted insulin. Cause if that's raised, even if your blood glucose is good, you're inflamed. Um, even cholesterol, cholesterol, you know, becomes an issue when you're inflamed. And so you, if your cholesterol is running high, it, it can be genetic, but you could also be having issues with inflammation. Um, so, you know, um, if your TPOAB, which is a thyroid marker is high, that's autoimmunity. You're going to have inflammation because it's attacking your thyroid. So the main marker for me is CRP to keep it simple, but there's a lot of things that you really have to look at and understand that that's causing inflammation in your body. So I don't know Drew, which direction you want to go if that was enough, but I mean, there's more than just one marker. What, I, I'm just, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to tell you what I, the people I normally see at highest end, but I have a question. When did you actually start looking at inflammation with your clients? Um, I mean, we weren't doing this shit back in 2007, 2008, 2009. I wasn't looking at it back then. When did you start um, to that? probably 2016. Okay. I was going to say for me, it was like 2018. I started yeah. to pay attention to it. And, and dude, the people that I see at the highest end are the, and I, like I've said multiple times on this show, I wrote the damn book, flexible fat loss solution. It's real heavy on being able to just eat the food you want, hit your macros. And that's fine. Like there's, there's places for that, but I see inflammation the highest in these extreme flexible dieters, man, people that really want to push the limits on eating a lot of sugary shit and just, you know, candy bars and stuff like that, just constantly pop tarts, ice cream, things like that. That's where I see it come back the highest. What, what kind of situations are you seeing at the highest end? Mostly stress related or I'm seeing more stress related. Yeah. Um, Cause I don't have clients that I allow to really eat that way. Um, you know, if I do have, you know, a pre intra post where I'm using more sugars, they're also going to be using insulin. They're probably on metformin, you know, those are right. advanced protocols. Um, usually if I have someone using intra and they're not on all that, it's gonna be 30, 40 grams. That's not going to cause inflammation. You know what I mean? Um, so really for my, my client base, it's going to be more someone who's on just too much pads and, you know, you can always be, um, cautious, but it, it could be too much for them. And then I see it in a lot of people with just who don't deal with stress really well. And then you've got your high cortisol situation, which is also another inflammatory type situation uh, in the body. And um, you might see CRP kind of rise in those situations. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't really let my clients eat like assholes all the time anymore. I allow a little bit of flexibility, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just started to really see the blowback, you know, back in 2015 when I wrote that, you know, I, I wasn't looking at inflammation and, and people had asked me and I was like, ah, fuck it. I, my people are losing weight. They're getting shredded on stage. You know, if they're losing 80 pounds and they're a lifestyle client, well, they're fucking healthier. Um, but sometimes you have to look beyond just the numbers. You know, I yeah. was a macro coach back then. So, yeah, you know, I, yeah. I mean, you know, if you come back high, um, some things that I do is, you know, I, mean, I see how people are sleeping. I see how they're eating. Like you said, you know, like we might have to, um, you know, pull some more of, you know, the fun foods out again. I'm not a big fan of hitting rat, you know, macros that way. And if I'm building your diet, they're not even in there. Um, you know, there's a time and place once a week, if you want to get a snack treat. Um, but, uh, I use, um, a product called PRM resolve, 
Um, that's what it's called by Nutridyne. And that is a skirm, which is a highly scientific situation. I, I would have to go back and review it. I didn't get a chance to review it for the show, but look up PRM Resolve. And uh, it's awesome for fighting inflammation. But so is like getting more omega-3s in the diet, clean yeah. the diet up, sleeping well, um, you know, all those things underlying first, taking a look at your stress um, and how you manage it, getting to bed earlier. All that's going to help way before you need to throw a supplement into the mix. Yeah. What are your thoughts on removing gluten? And, and I, know, I know this, but I'm asking as a listener yeah. that's yeah. thinking of questions. What are your thoughts on removing gluten? So if you've got, uh, evidence of, you know, some sort of autoimmunity, definitely, um, gluten expresses zonulin, which is basically the only thing that can kind of really, um, cause the tight junctions of the, uh, stomach lining to kind of separate a bit. And that's where you kind of get, you know, toxins in the bloodstream that really shouldn't be there can cause autoimmunity. Um, so if you have situations like that, where you're, you're eating gluten and you're bloating, um, you're having stomach pain cramps then remove it but if you're someone who can eat gluten with no problem then i'm not one of those that like you know beat the drum like oh gluten's you know evil it's just kind of a case-by-case situation um and you know if someone's having those types of issues anyways with gut lining i'm going to pull dairy and alcohol as well right let's uh let's move on to the next question um this comes from andy this is addressed to me but obviously we can both answer this John, I heard you mention somewhere that HRT can lead to a faster metabolism. Can you explain what you mean by that? I didn't think testosterone itself sped up the metabolism. And this is one of those things where I can't remember where I was talking about this. Maybe it was like an old mm-hmm. Ask a Diet Coach video. Um, and people really need to understand when someone says something like this, you understand what kind of goes into it. Yeah. And that's what I love about our show. So if you go back and listen to, we break down how hormones work in the body and the systems of the body. You can go back and listen to things like cortisol, episode two, our deep deep dive there and how to optimize testosterone levels episode three. But here's what I meant by, you know, HRT, for example, can help you have a faster metabolism. When you understand it's not like testosterone is going to go stimulate your thyroid or anything. That's Mm -hmm. not what I'm saying, but you think about how it works in the body. If you have low testosterone, your cortisol is naturally going to be able to, it's going to be up a little bit higher. And a lot of the times high cortisol is causing people to have low testosterone, especially in females. So when you get on HRT, it suppresses cortisol some, well, your thyroid also can speed up. So you actually have a little bit faster metabolism. When you're dieting, you hold on to more muscle. So you're getting your metabolism can be a little bit faster if you're dieting on HRT or in the off season, if you just have more Building muscle. muscle. Yeah. yeah. Like you have a faster metabolism. So that's, that's kind of what I meant whenever I said that, but I, it, I don't want people to think, you know, if they go back and watch one of those old videos, I'm saying, Hey, just take testosterone and speed your metabolism up. Yeah that's where it becomes important to kind of understand how the body works. And that's what we try to do with that, with this show. Is there anything that that you want to add to that? Yeah, I would just add a few other things. um, And I can add a case study here. Um, So feed efficiency is going to improve with any testosterone or hormone, like, you know, Prima ball and equipoise. They're all, they're all built from testosterone. Um, So by feed efficiency, improving, meaning you can store more amino acids in the muscle, you can store more carbohydrates in the muscle. Um, so, you know, I had a client who literally, he follows his HRT religiously. He's not really into blasting much. We've, we've ran maybe two cycles in four years. Well, his digestion went to shit and we're trying all this stuff. And I'm like, well, let's just get some labs. So we get some labs. His testosterone was in the tank, even though he's on HRT and it's from a clinic. Soon as we get that fixed, digestion just kind of 
picks up, weight comes up. So he was able to eat more. He was bogged down on the same macros when his test plummeted that he was fine on when he was on, you know, when he was hitting around 1100 nanograms per deciliter with 200 milligrams per week. So you can see how that bogged him down and he was able, he was unable to eat uh, the same amount. Interesting. Yeah. So it's, it's just something for people to understand. That's, that's how the body works. And when you start to, when you start to look at things in that way, then you really start to understand what the body's capable of. Next yeah. question comes from Nick Maurer. Good question here. Can a natural physique athlete benefit from lifting more than once in a day if food, rest, and hormones are optimized? And this is a good question because <laughs> there, yeah, there, there, there are places for this. There are definitely not places for this. Um, I'll go ahead and, and kick this off. There's been some studies done with training twice a day, six days a week in short bursts that, and I can't remember this. I should have looked this up for the show. I just didn't have time. I can't remember who did the studies. Um, but I remember hearing about these at the university of Tampa, whenever I went to their, um, their first seminar there in 2014, there were studies that showed that people that train six days a week, same body parts twice in a day. So you train, maybe you train push body parts early in the morning and you train push body parts again later on that evening. And you did that six days a week, but you only did it for like three weeks. Yeah. It showed the strength, muscle and everything went up. It was extreme overreaching is what That's it was. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but people hear that and they think, well, fuck, I'm going to do that all the time. I mean, that quote unquote, that's what Arnold did back in the day. And, um, but this question was from a natural athlete. So was, are there times that that's, possible jason what are your what are your thoughts on that i don't ever do, i have a lot of natural athletes i never have them train twice a day yeah i never have them do this either uh, most of my clients have lives they're not pro bodybuilders who you know only have to coach 20 athletes i don't even have time for this shit and i work from home like i wish i did i mean but that would literally be your job and those are the top you know five olympians in the world who you know still have contracts or maybe six figure <laughs> that's right. you know all they do but um I'm with you. I was going to say if it's two to three weeks and it's an extreme overreaching situation, maybe, but like the, like the, the, the um, person who wrote the question said, you know, if, if I get my calories right and I'm, I'm, you know, maxed out for recovery. Sure. I think you can benefit from it, but as a natural, I think two to three weeks is going to be tops on it. Um, and then you're going to need to pull back off that. Um, so. Yeah. I mean, I can, and, I, I can mean, see- realistically, how much muscle are you really adding in two to three weeks? Like, okay, you're stronger, but is it really worth it to family time, joints, recovery, sleep? I, I just, I, I think this whole sport has to be a lifestyle and there has to be balance to it. And that just sounds to me like overkill for a natural athlete. Yeah, I agree as well, man. I think, you know, you always hear it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint, yeah. but nothing is probably more apparent than to answer that question where you're yeah. probably going to make better gains long-term to, to kind of make it a lifestyle. Kind of like you said, I'd rather see someone get a really good workout and train a little bit more once a day than trying yeah. to cram in twice Me a too. day for a short period. So yeah, I think you know, that's if someone's, part of on, if someone's, you know, you know, cranking on insulin both times and they got their growth hormone going, they've got a good amount of test support and they can crank in 5,000 calories. Yeah, man, go for it. You know, um, hit those, hit, hit those biceps in the morning, go back for triceps, get that double stimulation still to the buys that second time around. But you know, I just, uh, I, I just don't think that's most people's lives, especially not a natural bodybuilder. 
Yeah. Um, all right. Next question comes from Anthony Cortez. This, this is a fun question. What's the biggest eye opener you both have seen now that you are involved in the supplement industry and own supplement companies? What's something that you can pass on for us to be aware of? Maybe it's something to watch for on a label or anything of that nature. Um, man, I, you know, you, obviously you've been doing this longer than I have. I've been around the supplement industry. Like I said, I was at first form for a long time, like six years. And, you know, we're six months into owning my own company now, probably close to a year of behind the scenes building it. Um, I've got some stuff to pass along, but you've, you've been doing this longer, man. Is there anything that, that you think would benefit people to understand when it comes to supplements, like anything to watch for big eye openers you think people just need to know about? Well, I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't go for any proprietary blends these days because there's so many companies out there that are willing to share the formula and figure, well, if it gets ripped off, you know, it gets ripped off, but my, my clientele know what they're taking. Um, so I, you know, I've never been a fan of proprietary blends. And if someone doesn't know what that means, it'll, you know, the, the manufacturer will call it like the pump matrix. And then they'll tell you it's eight grams and then they list all the ingredients below, but they don't tell you which has the most amount. So, you know, if they list EAAs under there, you might be getting a half a gram of EAAs and a bunch right. of taurine and taurine's not doing dick for you, you know, but it lists taurine <laughs> and it says EAA. And taurine's cheap as fuck. So now they've right. you know, built a pre-workout that cost them eight bucks and they're selling it to you for 50. So that's a big one. Um, and then, you know, just to bring out a good product, a truly good product where in a facility that runs testing after, tests everything that comes in, G, you know, GCM, the GMP standards, all those different things. Um, it's, uh, it, the margins aren't what you think they are. Um, and it takes time to build a true supplement company and become profitable because of that. If, if you truly put in what you say is in the label. And so that's what we do at new ethics. And we've done well with that. People say they feel what's in, you know, they feel our shit work. Um, so, you know, those would be my, um, things. And, you know, uh, in this day and age, there's a lot of supplement companies out there where the owners are, are out and, and about like, do you trust them? Like, do you trust those owners? Like, Look at their shit. You know, if it's a company that's still ran by a board of, you know, five people that only care about profits. Well, you know, do you ever see the owner of optimum nutrition? I don't know who the fuck it is. Um, so that's not to say they aren't good. I have no idea. I've never tested their shit. I'm just saying uh, there are companies out there like yours and mine. And, and there's plenty of others where the owners are active and they're the ones answering the questions and they're the ones getting back to you. And um, I don't know, for me, that would be probably who I would trust more than, you know, a board of directors of five old dudes who are built to make maximized profits. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's two things I want to touch on. One, I want to kind of throw to you. I'll, I'll get to that one in a second. The one thing that I think people should look for on protein is you need to really look at the total amount of protein in a tub of protein. You know, how many, how many servings are in there and then look at the weight. Um, because here's what a lot of people don't realize these two pound tubs they all look, they all look the same. So there's, there's some big companies out there. You're actually only getting a pound and a half of whey protein where, you know, in someone like mine or other people, you're getting two pounds, but they're not, the price is still the same. So that's, that's a way that people kind of skim off the top. You know what I mean? Companies skim mm -hmm. off the top. You might only be getting a pound and a half of protein instead of two pounds, or, yeah. or if you are getting a pound and a half, cool, just make sure you're paying for that. 
Um, and that was something that, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get into it, but I kind of exposed a little bit of that in a post that I made that kind of went fucking viral. <laughs> We're just going to leave that one alone. I'm not going to go there anymore, but you guys know what I'm talking about. The other thing, Jason, is medical grade versus consumer grade supplements. And I think that's what a lot of people don't realize. We've kind of tried to model our manufacturing practices after what you guys do at New Ethics because it's right, you guys are right up there at the very top. You know exactly what's going into your products. You have the COAs, the whole nine yards. But a lot of people don't realize the difference between medical grade, such as what New Ethics has. And, you know, I've got manufacturers that fit the bill there too. And then consumer grade, what you see in, you know, drugstores and grocery stores and stuff like that. How, how can people kind of know the difference there and what they're looking for? Oof. I mean, obviously it's a price. There's a, I mean, price yeah, right? it's, it's, it's comes down to a pricing and trusting the company that is putting it out. And they're, you know, like I said, like you said, we, we put our COAs out. Um, that's our certificate of analysis. You can see what's in the product. Um, but it really comes down to the testing of the raws as they come in the door. Um, to make sure there's no microbials, all these different like levels to it. Um, and you're going to pay more for that, but the, it's, the product's going to work. So, you know, I don't know if you have a better answer. I don't really have an answer, you know, that says this is, you know, this is on the label um, because we really can't make that kind of, I mean, you can make that kind of claim, but like it has more to do with like the, um, manufacturers that are chosen and then the level of um, analysis and um, how they make everything uh, to standard yeah. that, that, that goes into it. Um, I don't know. Maybe you have a better answer. Well, and, and I know with you guys, you post those COAs, those certificate yeah. of analysis on your website. You're yeah. one of the only companies I know that, that does that. Right. Um, if anybody ever wants to see mine, I can provide those. I don't post it. Um, not for any reason, just besides the fact it's just, fuck man i just haven't done it um but that's nice too and i know that you know some of the companies that you use and that i use they're they're cgmp they're you know certified good manufacturing you know gmp is great too um but you know there are some places they're also inspected by the nsf your main company we're not gonna throw their names out there your main company does that for sure those are all medical grade supplements you know you'll see them go to places like doctor's offices and stuff like that versus where you see consumer grade you see the body fortresses of the world you see these two pound tubs of protein for 19 dollars, folks you're oh i'm telling you you're not getting a quality grade product and they're using like they're not using like whey protein isolate No. no they're using like you know you know, WPC fucking 30 and 40. So it's, you're just getting rock gut shit. You're not yeah. getting quality. Hey, price is always going to trade a lot of farts with it too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're getting bloated. So price yeah. is always, you know, the main thing you get what yeah. you pay for. So, and I, that all four questions here. Nice, fun episode. I love these yeah, ask easy. us anything episodes. We, we get so many questions. We're probably going to start doing more of these just because yeah. we're getting so many questions as we grow. Um, Nothing else here to add, man. If, if you guys are listening, just make sure to leave those reviews and check out the show notes to uh, to send us either a message for questions or check out these classes we have coming up. So we're going to call it a day for myself and Jason. We're out of here. Thanks, guys. See ya.